This episode of the Close to the Heart podcast has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart, Klaus to the Heart, Klaus to the Heart podcast. I'm Jason Klaus. I have opinions. Some people may agree with them. Some people may not. Life does not have to be overly complicated. Some of it is as simple as not being a butthole. This is probably going to get me fired up. You don't have to agree with me. That's perfectly fine. But there are people who do. There is a silver lining to just about anything that comes your way in life. We just have to look for it. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Podcast. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Powered by Anchor.fm. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. I am Jason Klaus, and I want to tell you right out of the gate, um, this is probably going to be a more mature rated episode, and uh, we're going to talk about something that, um, while it's geared towards one specific a demographic it's probably it's there there will be something that just about anybody can can relate to in some way shape or form if you are a fan of any kind of sport and or entertainment entity uh we're going to we're going to do a deep dive today on on fandom and and the right way and the wrong way to be a fan of anything but um I'm specifically talking to fans of professional wrestling you know anybody that's listened to to the show knows um you know my involvement in professional wrestling and uh for if you are a first time listener i'm going to give you a quick backstory you know just in terms of where i'm coming from on this um i am a promoter i am a performer for a independent wrestling promotion in michigan and, um, you know, I've been doing it for 26 years. So I have a little bit of experience as to what I'm fixing to talk about here. Um, but what I see a lot of times, especially on social media, more specifically on Twitter, is people have forgotten how to be fans. There is a fine line, ladies and gentlemen, between being a critic and being a fan. And we as fans, regardless of what you are a fan of, not if if wrestling is not your cup of tea, if you are not a fan of wrestling, I get it. I, I do. But but you are probably following your local football team, your baseball team, basketball, hockey, soccer, any of any of that, any sport, any entertainment source right because 
we, especially in the age of coronavirus, when a lot of us were under stay-at-home orders, we found ourselves spending a lot of time in front of the television, in front of a computer screen with your faces buried in your phone just to get some sort of content to keep us entertained, to keep us engaged. I'm, I am referring to wrestling fans on the program today because I'm here to tell you, I, <laughs> if you go on Twitter, you see firsthand, you read firsthand just how, how diverse the wrestling community is. And it's gotten to a point to where people have forgotten how to be fans. They have forgotten how to be respectful. And in some cases, some of you have lost your damn minds. And let, let me explain. <laughs> before the advent of the internet, before there was Twitter, before there was Facebook and Instagram and, and, and all of this, we as fans, and, you know, I I grew up in the 80s and, and the 90s. I was an 80s kid. And in the 80s, the wrestling landscape was a lot different, a lot different than what it is now. You had your two, maybe three major powerhouse pr promotions, that being the World Wrestling Federation, which is now WWE, World Championship Wrestling, which is no longer in business, and the American Wrestling Association, also out of business. Aside from those big three, you had a lot of smaller independent territories across our country. And given what whatever part of the country that you lived in, and you are a wrestling fan, you probably at one point or another watched, followed and was a fan of the local territory in in your specific area. That is no longer the case. Nowadays, it, it's really down to two big promotions and a few smaller companies. Right now, at the top of the heap is WWE and AEW. Then you, then you have your Impact Wrestling, your Ring of Honor, um, New Japan, you know, if... if if that's if that's your style of wrestling that that you like but across the board fundamentally we are fans of of the entertainment entity that is sports entertainment pro wrestling anytime you go on twitter if you are one one of those fans that has a lot of followers and you know, you see all the time, you see these the, these accounts that have these, like, uh, Wrestling Wednesdays or, or Follow Fridays. You know, they try to build a community of wrestling fans with the intent, I would imagine, to have constructive conversations about the sport, the entertainment that we are fans of. Now, as somebody who grew up in the 80s when there was territories and seeing how the business has, has progressed all these years later to what it is now, 
Um, just about anybody in 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 my age area, my genre, will tell you that wrestling now is nothing like what it was 20, 30 years ago. And a lot of this can be attributed to the fact that we now have these platforms with social media that gives us an opportunity to express ourselves, to express our feelings, to um, kind of just put our opinions out there. What happens is, and I'm sure that this goes with just about any other sport as well. And I'll, I'll use baseball as, as an example real quick because the MLB just had their draft here a short time ago. And I am a, a Detroit Tigers fan. You know, for the, the Detroit Tigers are my number one go-to team, but I also follow the Chicago Cubs and the Colorado Rockies. Now, being a Tigers fan primarily, you know, things are not exactly ideal right now for the Detroit Tigers organization. We're in that quote-unquote rebuilding phase. And it would be real easy to sit there and condemn and talk shit about our GM because they may have drafted somebody that we are not a fan of, that we don't think is going to... um make a major contribution to the overhaul of our team. Because as fans, regardless of what it is that you are a fan of, we want what we support to be number one. We want them to be a contender. We want them to be entertaining. Being a Detroit sports fan at this point in time can be challenging. Anybody that knows anything about the National Football League knows the woes of the Detroit Lions. Um, that's you know that's just what it is. And a lot a lot of my friends here in the state of Michigan, yeah, they root for the Lions. Yeah, they want to see the Lions do well, but they have split their allegiances between the Lions, which has not been a good team for for quite some time to another team that is doing good. Like in our area, um, well, up until, you know, recently, the New England Patriots would have probably would have probably been the the second most popular team in the state of Michigan. Them and the Green Bay Packers, all all depending on where where you are. Um you know, the fandom with the Patriots is solely because of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady was a University of Michigan quarterback here some you know a long time ago. Now that he is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, you know, there's now you're starting to see more interest in, in the Tampa Bay franchise. My point is is you know, a lot of fans will sit there and bitch and moan and criticize and condemn the decision makers for a draft choice that they don't agree with, for a free agent signing that they don't think is going to work out, to a trade that just blows our minds because we don't understand what the process is that goes into all of that. Because the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, is that those people are paid 
pretty damn good money to make those to to make those decisions and they are privy to information that you and I as fans do not have access to we do not know everything so it's real easy to sit there and condemn and 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 just talk mad shit about things that we have no idea about wrestling is notorious for this you see it when you go on twitter and I listen. I have a I have a couple Twitter accounts. My my personal one. I have one for my wrestling company, and I have one for the Klaus to the Heart show. But it for the MWO and the Klaus to the Heart accounts. It's mere. I made those specifically and solely to share my products to people that I may not have otherwise access to because I feel like I have something that may resonate with other people who may not be aware of what we're doing in my little my little corner of Michigan. Um at the same time <clears throat> it can be I'm I'm struggling to put this in in context that that's not going to offend anybody but in this day and age let let's be honest um the the younger demographic in terms of wrestling fans are so damn sensitive nowadays you say boo and 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 they're all up in arms as wrestling fans growing up in the 80s we watched what was presented to us by our favorite promotion we watched our favorite wrestlers say and do things and and before we were quote unquote smartened up to what the business really was that's what we had to go on we didn't have the access to all the behind the scenes um, news and notes and 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 these dirt sheets and and things of this nature we didn't know what was going on behind the scenes at that time. We just went off what we were presented. And I really kind of wish that was still a thing. But now with the advent of social media and these platforms, and then you get all of these um, newsletters, dirt sheets, these um, wrestling websites that are reporting on what they think is really happening behind the scenes. Some of it is legit. Some of it is credible. But the ma- the vast the vast majority of it is not. It is speculation. It is taking a nugget of something that they've heard and blowing it up into something that really isn't what's happening at all. But we read that, we consume that, we form an opinion based on other people's opinions, and we try to present it as fact. And to me, in my opinion, it is killing the wrestling industry as a whole. Because now you have a very strong contingent of wrestling fans that are poisoning the aura of the business. 
And a lot of these people that are spewing their bullshit on social media and they are condemning each and everything that is being presented to them, especially in this day, on this day, when we are in the midst of unprecedented times in terms of COVID-19 and what this whole pandemic has done, not just to the wrestling business, but to any kind of entertainment entity, empty arena shows and things of this nature, they're doing the best that they can with what they have to work with in terms of the restrictions, the stay-at-home orders and things of this nature. You're not going to pack 20,000 seat arenas for a while. It just isn't going to happen. They may book the building, but they're only going to be be able to put in a fraction of what the building's uh, their 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 capacity holds. So they're going off. They're 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 doing the best that they can, and I say that because, <clears throat> as somebody that is in the business, somebody who has been a promoter, somebody that has been a performer, somebody that is actually doing something in the business and you see what these other people are writing and and posting and and sharing and things of this nature it does not take long it does not take past the first sentence to realize that these people at the end of the day have no shitting idea what they're talking about but they it, it makes them feel better to sit there and condemn somebody else because they like something that the other person may not be wholeheartedly invested in. I will grant you that the overall product that is being presented to us is not on the same level as what we were presented in the 80s. It was not presented during the Monday Night War era. It was not presented to it's 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 just not the business as a whole is not the same because at the end of the day it comes down to everybody has to know everything why why do you have to know every single aspect of what goes on behind the scenes professional wrestling is supposed to be geared towards us fans and it's supposed to give us an opportunity to escape from real life to escape from our bills, from our obligations, from things that we um, have responsibilities for, that is supposed to be our escape. And granted, I and and there are things about today's product that I that I don't enjoy, but there's also a lot of things that I do, things that they are doing now that they could not have done back in the '80s and the '90s. That can also be flipped. Things that were done specifically in the 90s during the Attitude Era, during the whole WWF versus WCW Monday Night War, a lot of the things that was done and presented to us could never be done nowadays because people have gotten soft and sensitive. It blows my mind how much hate how much um, ridicule I see in, in, in banter between fans. We don't have to like every single thing that we see or read or hear. 
But I feel like as as individuals, as human beings, as basic human beings, there is a fine line between criticizing something and condemning it. Because when you condemn a person individually based solely on what they like or what they don't like, that makes you an asshole. And that makes you a black mark on professional wrestling fandom. And it's this growing issue that makes wrestling to the casual observers look like something subpar. At the end of the day, wrestling is a billion-dollar industry. It still is. WWE, whether you agree with it, whether you like it or not, is the number one promotion in the entire world. Undisputed fact. They didn't, that did not happen by accident. And we can sit there and, and, and criticize all of the creative, and you can talk shit about the writers, and you can talk shit about the guys that are, and, and the girls that are going in the ring, risking their well being, risking their lives. For the sole purpose of our entertainment. Because as you are seeing, without fans responding in real time, it makes a significant hit on what they're, what they're doing and the emotion that they're bringing to the show. Because wrestling, just like a lot of other sports, football, baseball, hockey, basketball, soccer, um, you know, those athletes, and yes, I said that wrestlers are athletes because at the end of the day, they are. And if you don't agree with that, you have missed the whole point. Wrestlers, baseball players, football players, basketball players, hockey, whatever, are athletes. Because the normal person cannot do what they do. It takes a specific skill set to be able to go into a wrestling ring and get the ever-living shit beat out of you and come back the next night and do it again. There's a reason why football games are only held on the weekends. There is a reason why basketball games are spread out with breaks in between games. Baseball, the same thing. Because your body just cannot take that kind of abuse night in, night out. Professional wrestlers do. Well, at least they did before this, you know, the whole pandemic thing happened. When they were on the road 300 nights a year. When they would go to arena after arena after arena, town after town after town, the struggles with travel, going through the airports, renting a car, getting to the building, finding out what their assignments were that day. Then they go through the process of lacing up a pair of boots. They put on the wrist tape. They put on, they put on their gear to go into a ring and beat the shit out, out of one another. Now you can say, well, wrestling's fake. Wrestling is not fake. Because you're not, you. There are no stunt doubles in wrestling. Okay, there, there are not. 
And you can plainly see, based on the banter that I see on Twitter, some of these people have never even been to a live event. They are just going on what they're seeing on television or on the internet. You have no idea about the business other than what you see. Maybe what you read in a dirt sheet. Newsflash for you. A lot of what's being reported in these dirt sheets is only a fraction of what's really happening. Because at the end of the day, while you are sitting home, while you are on the internet, while you are typing out all of, all of these hate messages, you don't know what's going on in the front office of a wrestling promotion. You don't know what's going on in the locker rooms. You just don't. You don't have the whole story. So quit basing your quote-unquote facts on material that is not 100% true. It just isn't. And you can sit there and you can argue with me until you are blue in the face. It's not going to change my mind. It's not going to change my opinion. Because there is so much hatred geared between wrestling fans because this person may like Bray Wyatt. This other person does not. And they will sit there and, and personally attack these people because they are a Bray Wyatt fan. As a lifelong diehard WWE fan, I can understand the excitement when All Elite Wrestling became a thing. And I, at first, I was... I was just as excited for a second product, a second company, something that was going to provide an alternative to what WWE was. Not because I'm shitting on the WWE product, because it, it gave wrestlers an opportunity to try their hand at something else other than WWE. AEW came along to provide some sort of competition to WWE. And I think it's universally accepted the opinion that when the Monday Night War was going on between WWE and WCW, that's when wrestling was at its best because there was competition and it was a real-life battle between two major companies. AEW's emergence provided us longtime fans that kind of spark of excitement because there were now two big companies that were on national television platforms that were going to battle one another for our, our consumers, our consumerism, that were battling for our dollars, that were battling for our time to watch their product. And I was really hoping that AEW was not going to make the mistake of jumping right on Monday nights to go head-to-head -head with WWE because that would, have, that would have done more harm than good, I think. Now, they went to Wednesday nights and Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon... Um, you know, took his NXT brand and took it off the WWE network and put it on USA in direct competition with AEW. 
I got it. I understood it. Um, because it was kind of like a light version of these Monday Night Wars that us fans in the 90s grew up on. Or that we were glued to our television sets. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just... AEW, upon, um, um, upon their arrival, upon their, their creation... You know, they would go on any platform that, that they could and 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 they they would present their case of we are not WWE. We are providing an alternative. We are not going to war with Vince McMahon. And I thought, man, this this is the coolest thing that could be happening right now. You know, TNA tried, which is now impact wrestling. TNA tried to provide, they tried to fill the void that the sale and, and the closure of WCW left. They failed because they had a poor business model, in my opinion. They brought in a bunch of the industry's biggest names. Hogan, Bischoff, Hall, Nash, Booker T, Scott Steiner. You can go right on down the line. They failed. TNA failed. Impact Wrestling failed. AEW provided a spark of hope for longtime wrestling fans. And what happened? Right out of the gate. I mean, the first major showing. Um, they they made it. They made shot after shot after shot publicly against WWE. Some subtle, some not so subtle. As a promoter, as a longtime wrestling fan. Um, as I saw that, you had one shot to make a first impression, and you fucking blew it. And while all these marks that are a younger demographic, they have no, they are not even in it, they have no interest in the history of the business other than what is here and now. What is here and now is a far cry from the foundations on what professional wrestling was based on. And they just thought that that was the greatest thing in the world. Oh, my God, they really stuck at the vents. Oh, my God, they're going to put WWE out of business. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Yes, AEW has a, a very respectable fan base. And there are people that are just so tired of the WWE product that they have essentially turned off that brand of professional wrestling and they are solely focused on AEW. And if that's your cup of tea, hey, more power to you. But I'm here to tell you, if you're one that thinks that um, AEW is going to put WWE out of business, I mean, something significant would, ha would have to happen for, for, for that to occur. Um, because you don't get to be a billion-dollar industry, a billion-dollar entity, a billion-dollar publicly traded company by accident. And that's not something that just goes to the wayside. Us as fans, we are the driving force of professional wrestling. But at the same time, you know, there are casual observers that may log on to Facebook, that may log on to Twitter, and um, 
they see how wrestling fans interact with one another and they look at us as a whole as substandard beings for the lack of a better term. Because the younger demographic, the younger fans have no shit and idea on what respect is. Because they are in 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 this time where they feel like they are entitled to everything without having to work for anything. They are entitled to everything because that's just how they've been brought up. You know, that's that's where where the participation trophies are are a detriment to the overall genre of this generation, specifically wrestling fans. You you just go on Twitter, follow some of these people. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And to sit there and personally attack and condemn and, and criticize, I mean, the name-calling, the shaming, the profiling, my God, in heaven, in this day and age, that, that should not be a thing. If you don't agree with somebody, you don't agree with them. Fine, don't agree with them. Move the fuck on. You don't have to sit there and and just blast them all over social media. And it makes me feel bad for those people who do have these accounts on Twitter that try to spread positivity, that try to build a positive uh, wrestling community among fans so that we have an avenue to to constructively, you know, talk about what's being you know, uh, that's being presented to us. But you but it it's these self-entitled pricks that are dominating the news feed. They are dominating the conversation. Why? What are you trying to prove? What a, what what is your goal at the end of the day? To prove that you're just a self-absorbed prick? Because in that aspect, you are succeeding. Just something to think about. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just wrestling. It's across the board in terms of the sports landscape. We are not going to like each and every single thing. Each and every single decision that is made by our favorite Teams, the GMs of the teams that we support, that we pump our money into, that we spend time out of our lives watching and supporting and rooting for. We just aren't. But that doesn't mean that we, that that gives us a right to issue death threats because a trade was made that we're not happy about, that our favorite player may now be playing for a different team. Christ Almighty, people, you need to get a grip. You need you need to get a grip. You need to get a better grasp of what reality is. Yes, these are billion-dollar entities. Some of them are publicly traded. But it is not the end-all, be-all of our personal existence as fans. Now, if you are directly involved in the inner workings of a sports team or a professional wrestling promotion, you are a professional wrestler, you are a professional athlete, 
you have a different mindset. You have a different set of eyeballs. You have different experiences with this. But as fans, like the majority of us are, we have to scale it back a little bit. You have to scale it back a little bit. If you don't like what you see, don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Watch something else. Find something else that that does butter your bread. Find something else that you are invested in. Find something else that you are wholeheartedly digging because it is something that is checking off the criteria for you as a fan. You don't have to go on social media and blast every damn thing that the WWE does because it's something that you are not happy with. If you're not happy with it, don't watch it. Watch AEW, watch New Japan, watch Ring of Honor, whatever. And if you are a sports fan and you are so upset that the Detroit Tigers have have traded away your favorite player, quit watching the Detroit Tigers. It's it's that simple. It's it's a it's a personal choice. But when you sit there and and and, and you bash and you condemn and you you know rip apart every single thing that's being done, at the end of the day, whether you realize it or not, you look like a butthole. And if that's what your sole purpose in life is, to be a butthole, to be looked at as 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 just a m- miserable fan, you're you're succeeding, and let me give you a round of applause. But that's the last thing I'm going to do for you, and that's going to be the last thing that I that I waste my time on in terms of what your opinion is. Your opinion is is yours and you're entitled to it. Mine is mine and I'm entitled to it. Ladies and gentlemen, there is enough hate going on in this world, in real life, quote unquote. There is enough division in the world right now. Fandom for any sports and entertainment entity should be our release from that. Don't bring that hatred from real life into an entity that is supposed to to suspend disbelief, to give us that, that, that avenue of escape. Because at the end of the day, when that becomes a thing like it has been, it no longer becomes our escape. It becomes part of the real world and the real hate that that is shared within it. With that being said, uh, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to do a spotlight segment. If you've been listening to the podcast for the last few weeks, you've heard me talk about my friends Josh and Lena Blair and the opening of a brand new endeavor in Flint called Barley and Vine, the casual neighborhood hangout that specializes in locally sourced and locally crafted wine and beer. 
Uh, aside from their entertainment choices, including classic board games, the retro game consoles, and book sharing library, they are bringing in live musicians to entertain their customers. And on Saturday, June the 27th at 8 p.m., Devin Mitchell will be appearing live. And then July the 11th, also at 8 p.m., you will see Jameson Jones live. This all goes down at 1072 South Elms Road, Suite B in Flint between Calkins and Court Street at the Elms Road Square. For all the latest information, you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram or go to their website, barleyandvinemi.com. Welcome back to the program. Um... For this episode's spotlight segment, I wanted to take a couple of minutes here and kind of shed some spotlight on um, those on Twitter who are um, who make who make you know for the most part some some great strides to provide positivity among the wrestling community, specifically on Twitter. I mean, I just spent about forty minutes you know, ripping apart people, and I understand that, and that's not, that's not the general MO of this program, you know, please understand that, but man, fr- frustration got, got the best of me, but there are those people who are on Twitter who do support professional wrestling that try to engage in constructive conversations, and, and they want to, provide some sort of positive content in terms of fandom for this crazy business that is pro wrestling. Um, you know, I, I follow hundreds of, of different accounts and, and pages and things of this nature. Um, but a few of them, I mean, across the board, more often than not, you know, they are really going above and beyond to try to engage people in in constructive you know conversations and and they seem like although I you know I don't know them on a personal level just based on what they put out there um in in terms of of their tweets or 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 what have you uh they they really go above and beyond to try to put a more positive spin on the wrestling business as fans. Um, you know, some, some of them are, you know, more, more generic based. Others are, um, you know, you can tell that these are personal pages and I just wanted to show my appreciation, my gratitude to them because, um, their, their feeds, their tweets, their posts are, are things that I genuinely enjoy engaging in because I know I can have a constructive conversation with them without them ripping me apart because I may support one thing or another that they may not necessarily be a fan of, um, you know, without any, any kind of personal attacks. And I just wanted to, you know, let them know how much I appreciate what they bring to the proverbial table. Um, at eighties wrestling, and at Retro WWE are um, are two of them that that I I really enjoy engaging in, and I I enjoy seeing 
the conversations that that they start and um you know there needs to be more content like that if you are a wrestling fan um a few other at over the top rope as well uh they they generally have a lot of um um positive posts positive conversations and and i really appreciate that i i i I really do and a lot of times you you see them jump to the defense of of somebody who may be on the receiving end of just a brutal personal attack um a a few others here real quick (coughs) pardon me at austin Bree 16 is another one and uh, um you know, always try to be, you know, more positive. And um, from my understanding, this is somebody who is either in the in the business on an independent level or is attempting to get in, into the business. So it's it's cool to see that perspective. Um, Alistair McKenzie and um, Austin Snake at Austin Snake Twenty Four is is another one, and they are. I enjoy engaging in their conversations uh, when I have the opportunity to. So I just, and there's a lot more. There is a lot more. But these, these were the first ones that really came um, to the forefront when I started, you know, thinking about who I wanted to spotlight in terms of, you know, just to show my appreciation for them. Um, my respect for them and what they try to bring to the table on Twitter in terms of professional wrestling fandom. So, um, you know, you guys, thank you for what you do. I appreciate you. I know a lot of other people do too. And I just kind of wanted to give you a quick shout out here on, on the show. Um, so with that being said, uh, if I know this, this week's, you know, topic was a little bit volatile, in in some regards, it could be somewhat oxymoronic, and I understand that. But man, they got me fired up, and you know it takes a lot for me to get that fired up about something. But wrestling has always been a very personal thing to me, and it, and it's something that has dominated um, my life. It has it has been a focal point of my very existence. You know from being a fan to being an independent promoter, a performer, um, I mean, it's in my blood, and 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 it has been for as long as I can remember. And there are a lot of awesome wrestling fans um, in the world, and unfortunately, you know, it 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 takes the venom and and the hatred of those who just don't understand anything about about the business that overshadow that sometimes and i want them to know that you know you may, you may be a loud voice but you are not the majority of you do not speak for the majority of the wrestling fan community so with that um if you're digging what what we're doing find us on facebook at Klaus to the heart uh, for all of the updates, um, hop on over to our our YouTube channel at Klaus to the Heart. Just look for Klaus to the Heart. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your day to give the show a listen. And with that, 
Uh, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you next time right here on Close to the Heart.